and welcome to the Coffee with Crane Logistics Podcast. I'm Joseph Patrick. Have you ever heard of a foreign trade zone? What comes to mind when those three words come together? Well, apparently, these entities are stationed all over the world. So, are all of these strategically chosen places being used for international dealings between countries? Well, all of these questions and more will be answered in this episode, but first, please take a second to click both the like and subscribe buttons. We greatly appreciate it. Now, to help us learn more about foreign trade zones, we've invited a new guest to the show. Please help me welcome Crane Worldwide Logistics Senior Customs Compliance Manager, Cindy Larson. Welcome to Coffee with Crane, Cindy. I'm happy to be here, Joseph. And we're happy to have you as well. So, Cindy, foreign trade zones, what can you tell us about those? Well, Joseph... FTZs in the U.S. are secure areas located near customs ports of entry where both foreign and domestic goods are categorized as being in international commerce. Okay. These locations are designated to facilitate trade and allow for the storage, manufacturing, and processing of goods without incurring certain customs duties or taxes. And by being located in or near U.S. customs ports, FTZs provide business with easier access to global markets and increase efficiency in supply chain operations. That's very interesting, Cindy. I guess when you're dealing with international trade, there's all kinds of tax codes to handle and navigate, so it makes a lot of sense to have kind of a, an embassy-like area set aside just for the purposes of international trade. That's right, Joseph. And right now, there are nearly 300 foreign trade zones throughout the 50 states located in or near U.S. Customs ports of entry. Well, I had no idea there were so many of these, Cindy. Uh, Let's dive a little bit deeper now. Uh, In your opinion, what are the top benefits of an FTZ? Well, Joseph, the ultimate benefits of an FTZ are financially based Mm -hmm. in both cost savings and improved cash flow. A few of the top advantages that come to mind include duty deferral, duty reduction and inverted tariff, duty exemption on re-exports, and duty elimination on waste and scrap. There are also weekly entry savings and streamlined logistics. Plus, an FTZ is a long-term solution where goods can be stored indefinitely, unlike other classes of bonded warehouses. And it makes a lot of sense. If all of these countries and companies are interacting, It's a great way to help save everybody on expenses by meeting on a level playing field. But, Cindy, now I'm curious. Uh, Certain things are prohibited in certain countries, so what can be stored or placed in an FTZ? Well, they've been created to hold any foreign or domestic merchandise not prohibited by law or other exceptions where dutiable or not may be taken into foreign trade zone. So, only the legal stuff goes. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that, Cindy. I bet certain kinds of freight would cause all kinds of international incidents. So, Cindy, now that we're in the FTZ, what can be done here? Okay, so based on the zone admission status, foreign and domestic merchandise may be moved into the zones for operation not otherwise prohibited by law, including storage, assembly, manufacturing, processing, testing, repair, cleaning, destruction, relabeling, and repackaging, and so forth. Oh, wow, all kinds of stuff. And you just mentioned something there that I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, Cindy. What is zone admission status? Good question, Joseph. You see, zone status is elected for merchandise at the time of admission by the user. The four types of zone status are domestic, non-privileged foreign, privileged foreign, and zone restricted. So let me explain a little bit further. Domestic zone status would be for goods that are the growth, produce, or manufacture of the United States, and the federal excise tax has been paid. I see. And non-privileged status admissions are appraised and classified based on the condition of the merchandise at the time of entry into the U.S. commerce. Next is privileged status, where freight will be admitted and withdrawn from the zone as is, without any change in the zone. 
And lastly, zone restricted status is admitted in a zone specifically for the purposes of exportation, destruction, or storage. Cindy, you make it all sound so simple. Is there any way our listeners can learn more details about how Crane manages FTZs? As a matter of fact, Joseph, if you go to craneww.com and look at the Knowledge Center page, they can learn all the latest news and information about foreign trade zones. Well, Cindy, thanks again for joining us here in the Crane Cafe today. We greatly appreciate your knowledge of FTZs. Uh, May we ask you back again in the future? It'd be my pleasure, Joseph. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks again, Cindy. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us in the Coffee with Crane Cafe today. Please remember to look for Crane Worldwide Logistics on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, until next time, I'll have a hot cup waiting right here for you on the next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now. Mm-hmm.